0: How's it going, Longhorn Nation? Welcome to Texas Talk, your one-stop shop for everything involving Texas Longhorns football. I'm your host, Ryan McLoone, and I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Michael Farber. We are recording on Tuesday, September 20th, and today we will be going over Texas's Week 3 matchup against UTSA and then previewing their Week 4 game against Texas Tech. Before we get into it, though, be sure to subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you're listening. Also, make sure to check out our website, texas-talk.com. On the website, you'll be able to find the Longhorns roster, depth chart, recruiting targets, any trending news, plus our analysis on the team. So be sure to check us out. With all that said, Michael, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. Um, You know, had a great weekend. Obviously, a Texas win helps the weekend go by a lot better. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a pretty good weekend and, and uh, ready to get into conference play here. How about you?
0: Agreed completely, yeah. Um, I didn't really do much this weekend. It was nice. I was able to take the last nice day in Chicago, or maybe the last uh, last nice day in Chicago, and uh, we just cleaned out our garage completely. You know, it's you can actually, like, walk in there and there's not a whole bunch of stuff like (laughs) lawn equipment it got a little crazy there for a little bit so it was good to get that out of the way um and it's just uh yeah i don't know it's good to be back like you said texas winning helps a lot texas being at night actually is like so relieving because during the day i still watch football but i can kind of jump around more yeah Uh, when texas is on you kind of I, I just focus in on them, and I kind of miss out on everything else. So it was nice to uh, experience a bunch of other games.
1: Yeah. Um, the only problem was the the games that I watched at least were all blowouts. Uh I, yeah. was, hope- I was hoping Nebraska would, would stick with Oklahoma, but they look really, really bad. Um, so the Casey Thompson, you know, revenge story against Oklahoma playing for a new team, eh. It didn't really pan out that way <laughs> <Yeah>. no
0: <laughs> not at all um yeah and you know what it's kind of like Casey actually isn't playing bad he's playing pretty good it's just I don't know what it is the rest of the Nebraska team just like is brutal so yeah um, <laughs> yeah you, you you really hate to see it especially I mean Texas has a couple ties there in Nebraska with Casey Thompson obviously um O'Shawn Mathis was a huge target for Texas and he ended up picking Nebraska. Um, might be kicking himself after that, but I don't know. Maybe his b- bank uh, his bank account says, <laughs> says that he's doing just fine. We'll see. But, um, all right, let's get into it. Um, week three, UTSA. Um, first half was kind of scary.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we
0: were talking about it uh, during, but, w- I mean, I don't know what was going through your head. In my head, I was like, this is – the past decade of texas you know they they can go toe-to-toe with alabama um they should have won the game straight up but you know going toe-to-toe with them um and then you know drop one to a group of five program and granted a good program but still group of five program you can't be losing those when you're texas um you know when you're um northwestern or something you can afford to lose those games but Texas is a blue blood football program. You can't drop those. So, Um, but they pull out the win. So it, uh, it worked out, but what were your thoughts there? Um,
1: Yeah. um, So obviously the first, the first quarter, honestly, that long, what was it? Like 16 play drive. They went on to start the game and score. Yeah. Yeah. And it took what, eight minutes, nine minutes of the clock off. Um, That, that was just, it, it felt so defeating. As a fan, just watching us hold Alabama to 20 points and basically stalling their offense outside of one big play. Um, I think it was Jace McClellan who broke off that 80-yard touchdown run. But basically Correct. stalling their offense for for the whole game. And then UTSA comes in here, a group of five school, and just methodically marches down the field and scores a touchdown on their opening drive. Um, it, it just felt so bad. And like you said, it's the thoughts were going in the back of my head of here we go again. This is the same Texas team mm-hmm. we've seen since after Matt Brown. Um, yeah. But it, it was really, really impressive to see the team come out in the second half and just absolutely dominate the game. Um, honestly, after the, um, Oh, let's see. After the pick six is kind of when I took a, I kind of was relieved. I was like, okay, we got mm-hmm. this one after uh, jade uh, took it back for 40, 43 yards or something like that. Um, but up until that point, you know, I was still biting my nails, worried about it. Um, and to make it even worse, my power went out right before halftime. So I had to watch oh. on my phone and, and uh, just sitting in the pitch black watching on my phone, the small screen. But um, it, it was good to see the team come back and show something that we haven't seen over the past decade, which was um, facing adversity and defeating that adversity. Um, mm-hmm. Like Sark even said in his postgame Or maybe it was his Monday press conference That um, last year We might have not have won that game Just because right? the Absolutely. attitude And the um, Just the the feeling in the locker room Wasn't the same as it was On Saturday night um, So even him bringing that up it, it shows that this team is different And they can go toe-to-toe with anybody They may struggle early on But once they wake up man, It's, it, it's going to be hard to beat beat uh, this Texas team. So yeah, I I was really excited to watch and and especially the second half, watch the second half. First half was a little bit uh, nerve wracking, but second half really calmed my nerves there and showed me that this team is different than the past.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Um, So going back to that first half, um, you know, they marched down the field. They actually Texas held them to the field goal there. Um, That's when they they stopped them at the goal line. UTSA has a, uh, I think it was an offsides penalty or something, or a false start, I should say. And um, they were going to go for it. They ended up just kicking that 24-yard field goal. Um, and then Texas comes out and scores, and we're like, okay, like, good. Like, Texas <laughs> yeah. has the lead. And then UTSA comes right back. Um, I think this was a this was a quick play. Um, UTSA scores their touchdown, and then the surprise onside kick happens. And oh, you're yeah. like – Texas might just never get the ball back. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. um, you, it, that was like incredibly defeating because right after that surprise onside kick, um, it, it, they used that uh, trick play to their running back, throwing the head pass to, uh, to their wide receiver, Zachary Franklin. Um, and Ryan Watts was in perfect position. And, you know, the ball just, he just lost the ball um, when he turned his head. And, Sakari Franklin made a great play great catch but um all that just to say it it, the first half was so defeating as a Texas fan and we bring it up but it's it it was same old Texas and then the second half comes and it's so impressive that Sark was able to do this because last season you mentioned it Sark mentioned it they are not winning this game this team is not rallying um at halftime and they're they're not gonna fight to come back in this game and sure enough they do Bijan kind of entire first half it kind of seemed like he was pretty contained um he found the end zone in the first half but you know they're all three five yard runs a couple of runs that gain no yards at all and then he breaks that one for 80 yards and yep. um then I think that's kind of when I had a sigh of relief I'm like oh thank god like you just want, you just needed to see some kind of electricity there for the Texas offense to kind of, um, put them right back in gear. Um, and then like you said, the Jaday Barron interception happened and you're like, okay, Texas is in <laughs> this game. This yeah. is, this yeah. is new Texas. Um, hopefully, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, overall I think Texas kind of killed the UTSA I would say. Um, first half was 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 kind of hard to watch but the second half texas just showed that they were a dominant program um in every way and that's what they needed to do they they had to do that um if they want to be legit contenders in the college football playoff which i feel like after that alabama game people can start kind of thinking about that you know um obviously there's a long ways to go we still have tough tough opponents in oklahoma oklahoma state baylor um and even the rest of the Big 12, like Iowa State, Kansas State, and sure enough, Kansas. Um, (laughs) Kansas might be the toughest out of those last three that I just mentioned. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Texas is in a spot where they could realistically make a college football playoff if they win out, um, I'd say. So um, to show that they were dominant against UTSA, especially in just a half, I think is uh, pretty impressive and it even showed a little bit that they can um, fight through adversity. So I love to see that, especially, um, you know, Sark in his second season, cause first season, it did not, that, that did not hold true at all.
1: Yeah. And, and we saw, like we, like we've been saying, it just looked like the old Texas, um, especially that first quarter was really, really rough and, um, Missed tackles, a lot of missed tackles. Um, the quarterback had no time to throw the ball. Um, when we ran the ball, it just seemed like their D line was in the backfield as soon as we snapped it. It just looked really, really bad. They're like, What happened? (laughs) You know, right? This isn't the same team that played last weekend. Um, but after that, after that, like, like you talked about the onside kick and then the uh double pass for a touchdown to Zagari Franklin, um. Texas dominated the game. I mean, thirty-one yeah. to three, it, it wasn't close at all. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that that, you know, if if you put this on tape and say, hey, you know, if we're playing our best football like we did against Alabama a week ago, this is what we can do to teams. Thirty-one to three, right. I mean, it wasn't even close. Right. Uh, UTSA had moments where it looked like they'd fight back, um, especially when they when they were driving in the third quarter and ended up with a field goal. But it mm-hmm. it just I, I wasn't freaking out about the game. I just I was peaceful. I was like, yeah, we're gonna win this game, uh, yeah. and, and that's that's exciting to see and that's exciting to feel uh, because I've had that feeling uh, about Texas football in a long long time. Um, my dad's an Alabama fan, so I've I've watched Alabama football for years, uh, especially mm-hmm. growing up in his house, obviously. Um, but every Alabama game, it it just felt like, yeah, they're gonna win. It doesn't matter what the score is. It doesn't matter if they're down two touchdowns. Eh, Alabama's going to pull this out somehow because that's just what they do. Um, So for Texas to get to that level, we're going to have to keep playing at our best and not play down to our competition like we did in the first half, um, which Texas has done for the past 10 years. Um, When we flex our muscle and show we are better, we have the better players. We're faster, stronger, bigger, um, smarter, even, you know, we can beat any team in this country um, outside of maybe Georgia and Alabama right now, but um, it, it's just exciting to see. And I hope we continue that over the, over the rest of this season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree completely. And um, just to talk about this first, have one, one more time, but it was almost like shocking to me that Texas and UTSA were tied at halftime because it really did feel like UTSA was just,
1: oh, know, yeah,
0: <laughs> oh not, not dominating, but, you you felt like that they were winning the game um, for yeah. sure. And to have it tied at halftime was almost a shock to me. I'm like, I mean, maybe Texas isn't a terrible spot, but you know, if they kept playing that way, they would have lost the game. So again, nice to see that they, that they kind of bounce back. And Steve Sarkeesian has that locker room kind of under control at this point where, uh, you know, they'll rally around in the second half and kind of, um, do what they didn't do last season and that's close out or um you know like i keep saying rally in the second half because last season there was no closing out there were so many games where uh texas would lose it in the second half and uh you know it it just seemed like none of the players really even cared um towards the end of the season so
1: um
0: okay um, I think that wraps it up with UTSA. Um, before we get into Texas Tech and uh week four, we're gonna take a quick break. So catch us on the flip side. How's it going, Longhorn Nation? We are back. And um we're ready to talk about week four in Texas's opponent, Texas Tech. Um Michael, I'll throw it to you right away here. Um Usually we keep it offense defense. So I'll kind of let you decide. Do you want to talk about Texas offense or Texas Tech's offense first?
1: Um, let, let's start off with Texas. Um, I right, I just you. I just feel like um, no matter who we put out there, I have a feeling that Quinn's going to start. I, I just have a mm-hmm. good feeling about that. Um, you know, obviously reports were four to six weeks, two to three weeks. They they varied, um, but I, I think. Quinn's going to start. He's going to fight back. He he saw success early on against Alabama and he wants to repeat that um, especially yeah. so he can finish with a good season um, in his red shirt freshman year. Um, so, yeah. I, so I think he comes back and plays, but man, if he does, I the spread right now is at 6.5. I, if Quinn plays, I could see it bumping up to 10 right before the game just yeah. because of how much of a factor he is um, in this offense. I'm, I'm looking at the season leaders right now and he's leading in yards um, and that's with in one quarter Uh, and and Hudson Card has played three quarters in a whole game Um, Mm -hmm. so it's it's interesting how much the offense opens up when Quinn is playing Um, obviously cards a good quarterback but it it just seems like he's not in unison with the with the wide receivers especially down the field Um, but we also saw that with Quinn in the first game looked a lot better against Alabama before getting hurt obviously but um, I just feel really good about this game. Um, I, I'm really glad it's not a night game because no matter when we play Texas Tech, it's going to be a tough environment just because of Rowdy. how much they hate Texas. Um, yeah. I, I expect Quinn Ewers to play. I expect him to have a good game. Um, I expect Bijan to have another really good game. Um, he rushed for almost 200 last week, so I, I don't think it's going to be nearly that much, but I could see him going, going over 100. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of Xavier have his breakout game. You know he he's had a few catches, a few yards, um, but he hasn't really uh, had a big game yet. I, I expect this to be his game where he kind of breaks out and and we see um, flashes of what you know we saw all last year. Um, so I could see him going near hundred or a little over hundred with a touchdown or two. Um, but I, I expect if Quinn is if Quinn starts, I expect this to be an explosive game and and I think we're going to strike first and really not get back into the game. I think we're going to, our defense is going to hold down tech and it's, it's going to be a pretty easy win. Um, but yeah, I, am excited for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I completely agree with Ewers. I think, um, obviously if you guys have subscribed already, but we do uh, a betting podcast that drops on Fridays, but man, if you, uh, if you guys think like me and Michael do that, Quinn Ewers is going to play on, uh, this weekend, I think you got to get these bets in, uh, right now. Um, because like, like you said, Michael, that six and a half number is going to skyrocket if Quinny Ewers is back. Yeah. Um, he is just so, so good. Um, and that's only a quarter of, uh, of play from him that we saw and it was just so elite. Um, the deep ball was, there against Alabama it wasn't their week one it it was not Um, but you know he showed everything you want to see against Alabama and if he comes back against Texas Tech I don't think um I don't think Texas Tech's uh secondary is uh is going to be ready for what Xavier Worthy can do um like you said Worthy's been pretty quiet so far this year um but like we said, week one, Quinn Ewers didn't really have his deep ball. Um, he couldn't find him, and, um, you know, Worthy kind of suffered from that. Against Alabama, Worthy had two uh, potential catches there. He caught one of them for a touchdown, but then he dropped the other one in the end zone that, uh, you know, probably should have been caught. It was a tough catch, though, um, both by Quinn Ewers. Uh, when Hudson Carr got in, that deep ball kind of went away again for Texas. Um, Hudson card just, he's just not accurate enough. I don't know if, if it's that, or if it's like you said, the receivers in him just not being on the same page, whatever it is. um, Hudson cards, deep ball is just not there for Texas. So um, when talking about, you know, covering big numbers like that, you want, you need the explosive plays from the favored team. Um, because you want points quickly and you want points often. So if Quinn Ewers is, you know, chucking the deep ball and it's working, Texas is going to easily cover that number because Texas tech isn't going to be able to keep up, um, with their, with their offense. Um, and you also mentioned Bijan Robinson could be in store for a huge game. I tend to agree. I think Texas Tech's strength is that front seven though. Um, Krishawn Merriweather is their linebacker. He's almost definitely their best player right now um, on the defense. So Sark knows that as well, though. So I mean, it's it's not crazy to think that you kind of just where's Waldo, Krishan Merriweather, <laughs> yeah. avoid him. You know, um, some people say where's Waldo and they attack that guy. Well, you also do it when it's a, when it's a star for the other side. So uh Steve is going to know that going into the game and he's going to avoid him. Um and Steve Sarkisian has done a great job all season long um with these uh with these tailbacks and Bijan and Roshan and even Keelan Robinson's getting in the game a lot. Um I've been posting on Twitter some some um film clips and in a lot of them there's Keelan Robinson just starting out as the wide receiver and kind of motioning all the way around um, behind the quarterback when the play is snapped. And um, so far, I, I'm, I, I don't think Keelan Robinson even has a catch doing that, but eventually it's going to happen. You know, Sark, is, Sark just keeps showing that, keeps showing that, is going to lull the defense until they don't think that he's going to throw it, then boom. Um, Hudson Hudson or Quinn Ewers is going to throw that ball to Keelan Robinson and it's going to be a house call because Keelan Robinson is probably the fastest player on this Texas offense. Um, maybe Xavier Worthy um, gives him a run for his money. But um, yeah, I think this Texas offense is going to kind of roll here against Tech. Um, moving on to Tech's offensive side, Tyler Show their presumptive starting quarterback going into the season injured week one uh, with a shoulder injury. So it seems like he's going to be out again for the Texas game. Donovan Smith is their quarterback now. Um, He hasn't played great. So um, I don't really have any faith in in Texas Tech scoring a lot of points, especially if this Texas defense um, comes to play like they did against Alabama and like they did in the second half of the UTSA game.
1: Yeah, um like you said Donovan Smith has come in for Tyler show, and and he hasn't looked good um really at all. <laughs> um, he he threw what four picks last week. Um Yeah, it's tough to see. Yeah, so I, I again I, I I hope he does it again. That that would be great cuz this defense hasn't really been able to capitalize off the of turnovers um outside of the pick six from from Barron. Um, mm-hmm. but if if we play like we did in the second half, like you said, or against Alabama, um, you know I, I don't think this game's going to be close. If we come yeah. out slow again, I, I think we're going to get hurt early on, and it's going to be a lot worse than what um, UTSA was able to do. Um, Correct. If, we, if we come out slow, I mean, we could be down. They could score 24 points in the first half. Um, that, that's just the level of competition we're playing, going into conference play Out uh, mm-hmm. instead of facing a G5 team. Um, so so we're really going to have to step up and play strong to start off um, but I'm, I'm, I I was scared of this offense um, going into the season but with Tyler show out uh, with how they played um, other teams it, it, it just doesn't scare me as much um, obviously I, I would say their strength is probably the running back position with Sir Roderick Thompson yep. and, and Todd Brooks um, but outside of that man it this roster just really doesn't scare me, um, and, and and the Texas defense has actually been able to shut down the run against very good mm-hmm. teams. Obviously, outside of the eighty-yard touchdown from Alabama, um, right? Um, if, if you take that away, I mean this this defense has been elite against the run. Um, yeah. So if, if we can keep that up and kind of contain these two running backs and, and keep them to a a, a, a minimal game, um, I, I think we win this game and we win it by a lot. Um, it all kind of depends on Quinn Ewers, um, how he's looking, how he's feeling. Um, if if Hudson Cards plays, you know, I still think, but I, I just think it's going to be a lot closer. Um, so it really depends on how Quinn Ewers comes out, if he does, and how well he plays early on, or if he kind of, you know, shies away from contact and, and leaves balls short, maybe a couple of interceptions because he's a little short on the deep ball, shying away from contact, but we'll have to see um this offense really doesn't scare me like i said but but who knows texas tech you know they're going to play their best game on saturday uh, donovan smith looked terrible last week and you know he's going to try to come out and throw for 400 yards and five touchdowns that, that's yeah. just that's just what happens um when we play tech they they always give us their best shot and um especially two years ago when we had to score what was it uh, 15 in like a minute and a half to, to force overtime. Um, hopefully that doesn't happen again, but, but, uh, but uh, I, I would take the result. A win's a win. So no matter what, as long as we get the win, I, I don't really care what happens on Saturday.
0: Yeah. A win is definitely a win. It's just tough in college football when people grade your wins to, uh, you know, advance you in the, in the polls. So Texas does have to be careful. They can't play with fire too much. Um, you can do it against teams like Oklahoma. Like I said earlier, Oklahoma state and Baylor, but you kind of do you, it matters to cover the spread against teams like Texas tech or, uh, you know, Kansas state or West Virginia. Um, you got to win those games and you got to convince people that you're better than them. Um, and you didn't play down to their level of competition. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think going into this season, Texas Tech's offense was a little bit more intimidating. Um, their offensive line uh, going into the season was a veteran unit. So without them playing a the game, you were just, you know, we were kind of thinking, we're like, ah, I mean, they're, they're probably going to be decent. But so far, they haven't been very good at all. Um, and then with Tyler's show, you, we know he's a good quarterback. He was a four-star recruit. Um, and so that offense always had some kind of potential. But without him, in Donovan Smith, like you said, throwing four picks last week, uh, tough to see. Um, you know, it, this offense just doesn't have its teeth right now. Um, if their best players are two running backs and Sir Roderick Thompson and Taj Brooks, as soon as Texas gets in a, a lead, um, the game's over. You know, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you can't rely on those on, on a running game when you're down 14, 17 points. Um, you'll just never keep up with the offense. And um, Obviously, now that puts some pressure on the Texas offense, they have to come out and perform and help this defense out, kind of make this Tech team uh, um, one-dimensional um, in the pa- with the pass game. But, um, yeah, and we should know um, we were kind of – not dragging, but we are kind of giving Hudson Card a hard time about, you know, not being as explosive as Quinn Ewers and the Texas offense just being capped to a certain degree. And so far it's been true. Um, I feel like neither of us are really being unfair, but, um, you know, we said the same thing about the Texas offense with Quinn Ewers week one. Um, And then, you know, one quarter into the Alabama game and we were proven wrong. So, Hudson card can find this deep ball still. Um, It's not a lack of arm talent or talent in general. Um, Like we said, maybe it's, it's, it's just accuracy. It's mechanics. It's, it's something um, that's, that's missing this Hudson card deep ball. But if he finds it, uh, which I don't doubt that he, that he will, um, you know, Texas could still win handily um, with him at quarterback, but, Obviously, you want to see Quinn Ewers out there because he is QB one, and you know it's it's just it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch him play.
1: Yeah, and and I will correct myself. Uh, Donovan Smith only threw two interceptions last week against NC State. Damn! Uh, But he has doubling up on him. Oh, (laughs) he has five on the year, uh, but he only threw two last week. So again not a very good start for him Um, throwing five interceptions through three games um, when you weren't even the starter um, to start the season is rough. Um, But yeah, I, I, I like card. I do. Um, I, I just like Quinn that much more. (laughs) And that's kind of, that's kind of why I, I, I I don't want to say dog on Card, but there's just a difference, man. You got to be tougher on him, right? Yeah. When, when Ewers was out there against Alabama, I mean, it just seemed so easy. And then, yeah, card came in, and it, it's not like he played bad, but it just wasn't as explosive. Um, obviously, no, that like every injured.
0: offensive possession is like a grind,
1: you know? Yeah, <laughs> and then obviously, he got injured, and that, that didn't help things at all against mm-hmm. Alabama. Um, but man, if if we can get Quinn back healthy this week, not you know limping around. Obviously, it's his shoulder so it went, he wouldn't be limping, but you know what I mean. Uh, if, if we can get him back healthy um, probably 80%, 85%, I just think this offense is going to be so explosive and it's, it's going to be a really, really fun game. Um, if he isn't ready to go, I have no problems. I trust Card to win this game. Um, I just think it's going to be a lot closer than it, than it would be if, if Quinn was in there. Um, saying all that, I think Texas wins this game. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And the the spread actually was a couple days ago at four. Um, So now that it's bumped up to six and a half. I I don't know. I I saw that, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So I don't know if – I think that was a rumor.
0: I I looked down the (laughs) opening line, and it was six. It was. So I was
1: like – I got lied to. I don't know. I got no, no, too.
0: I saw, I saw it too. Or maybe you, maybe you showed it to me actually, and that's what perked it. I don't remember, but I definitely saw that as well. And then I looked at the opening line, and it said opened at minus six. I'm like, okay, that makes a lot more sense than <laughs> minus four. Uh, even that, I think, is low, and I'm definitely in yeah. Texas. But yeah, no, that that was weird. I, again, maybe it wasn't a a, a rumor or a lie. But um, I don't know. I couldn't find where that was.
1: Either way, I, I would not be surprised at all if it gets closer to 10 before kickoff Correct. on Saturday, um, especially if, if um, Sark announces Quinn starting Friday mm-hmm. or, or Saturday morning. I, I think it's going to take mm-hmm. a big jump. Um, but either way, like I said, I, I think Texas covers, and I'm actually going to probably take the under on, uh, on total points.
0: Yeah, what, is, uh, what are the total points here? I, uh, sitting at 60. 60, yeah, that's going to be a, a popular one for Texas because, um, you know, odds makers know that they can put up 40 themselves in any <laughs> yeah. week if they're not playing against Alabama's defense. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I would kind of lean the under two um, just because I don't think Texas Tech's offense is good enough. Like, yep. And I think their defense is – Decent, like I, I don't think that Texas can easily just sleepwalk into putting up 50 again on them, you know. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be have to fire on all cylinders to kind of get to that, that 52 number. Um, and,
1: I, and I'm kind of torn. Um, I, I really don't know how good Texas Tech is. Um, yeah, because they that, beat Houston, they barely beat Houston in double overtime, and then Houston goes and lose to Kansas. I, yeah, I, don't I know, I know Kansas good. is good. I, I don't either I, I know Kansas at, I don't I think Kansas. I don't know about Kansas yet <laughs> yeah I, they've I'm, also
0: won me a lot of money and oh, really? I've I've, <laughs> I've rode them all three weeks because I, oh, I do man. like Lan, uh, Lance Leipold yes um, yep. and, and I do believe in him and yeah I rode them all three weeks against the spread and money line and Obviously, they're 3-0, so yeah, um, I, I am a believer, but
1: also, again, a little biased because they believe. <laughs> all, all I know is next week when we talk about West Virginia, I uh, I don't want to give away my prediction yet, but I, I don't think it's going to be a close. I think it's going to be a three-touchdown game. Yeah, they're really, really yeah. bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, they stink. Um, yeah, I bet on them week one, too, and they just oh, – <laughs> yeah, that was brutal jt daniels and he actually i I was a little unfair in in while watching the game is completely different than actual evaluation because while you're watching the game you only blame the quarterback Um, yep (laughs) you know even if even if a wide receiver drops a pass and it's a pick six i which actually is exactly what happened in the west virginia game it was a pick six to um for pittsburgh to win the game basically um and his wide receiver dropped the pass. I still blame J.T. Daniels. I was like, <laughs> you got to put that on the numbers. <laughs> like it's like no, like eh. right wide receiver just has to catch that. But yeah,
1: um,
0: yeah, no. What, moral of the story: West Virginia, not very good um, at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that I did want to bring up, though, you mentioned Sark kind of naming uh, Quinn Ewers starting. Sark has been so, uh, I, I guess lack of a better word, mysterious, um, yes. about <laughs> basically everything, um, the depth chart he released. And as soon as it got released, uh, I think somebody on on three, uh, posted it, but as soon as it got released, I knew that, uh, it was, it was, it's the carbon copy of week one. Um, I think he's going to do that every week. It listed Quinny words as a starter. Um, and another thing, Andre Carrick is listed as number 69, but Every time he's in the game, he's number 92. So I, I don't know what that's about either. Um, and then I checked on Texas's official website, and he's still listed as number 69 on the official website, but that is not what number he is uh, on the football field. So I don't know what's going on. Um, but anyways, Sark is very mysterious about basically everything um, involving his depth chart. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see
1: yeah I I was one of those who thought is there a chance that Quinn starts and then yeah. going through it, it
0: it did look good I yeah mean, he was he was out there practicing uh throwing tossing balls around pre-game and, so I don't think you were crazy to think that
1: and that's the only reason I think he starts this week um, he right. was throwing balls in pre-game he was in pads throwing balls um, obviously he didn't go through the full pre-game um, warm up thing. Um, but he was practicing this week. I I just feel like Quinn it's not as bad as as they thought to start off. And you mm-hmm. know he is only what nineteen years old? Eighteen years right. old. Um though they, they heal a lot faster Young body than, yeah than somebody who's than thirty. Us all well, us old heads. I'm yeah.
0: twenty six. I think you're younger
1: than that too. Yeah I, I'm twenty three and I, I yeah I can exactly. barely recover from an injury. Um, us old heads <laughs> but man Man, I, I think Quinn, I think he's ready to go. I think he's itching to go. It's just to start yeah. trust him uh, to tell him the truth about how he's feeling. Right. All <laughs> um, right. If because... anybody
0: watches NFL, I mean, Baker yeah. Mayfield is, uh, is a prime example of that. Last year, and I think it was his right. I think it was his throwing shoulder, yep. which uh, is much more of a problem uh, for obvious reasons. But uh, Baker Mayfield played all of last season injured, and he looked terrible. Uh, of yeah. Cleveland, so much so that they got rid of him. And uh, well, we won't get into the whole thing, but uh, <laughs> and moral of the story is Cleveland should not have let Baker Mayfield play last season. They should have made him get surgery and get right instead, um, letting him play and playing terribly. So, um, yeah, hopefully Texas doesn't do that with Quinn. Hopefully they uh, take a cautious approach. Like you said, he's 19 years old, but. He's nineteen years old. He has a long career ahead of him. Don't yes. ruin, <laughs> don't ruin it. <laughs> yeah, we I saw it, how special he is.
1: If, if he takes the Tom Brady route, he could be playing for another twenty-five years. Uh, that, that's yeah. a long time. Um, yeah. Obviously, we don't know if that's going to pan out that way, but I, I think Sark is going to is going to be a little cautious, but he's going to trust Quinn to tell him right and, and, and that he's being factual with with how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know if he goes in there and and he starts feeling pain, I think Sard's going to pull him immediately. <laughs> if he if yeah. he takes a big hit and he's struggling, I, I think we see Card go in there and and Card can win Finish us this game and, and will Absolutely. win us this game if he has to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's just going to be fun to see. Obviously, we're not going to know until probably game time who's playing. Um, yeah. But but it's it's going to be fun to watch on Saturday.
0: Yeah, and um. Something that was kind of surprising to me, um, but Sark left Hudson Card in the entire UTSA game, which Hudson Card's dealing with an injury from his own. He, he is a bum ankle. Um, I think you mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but um, I'm, I'm shocked that Sark didn't throw in Charles Wright, um, you know, get some game reps for, heck, it, this already he almost played. But even later in the season, it would be kind of nice to have a guy that has actual game reps and Charles Wright as your third-string quarterback. So I was kind of surprised that Sark didn't really take advantage of Texas being up by uh, three touchdowns at the end of the game.
1: Yeah, and I get that as well. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm the person who hates this when you see the backup go in and then all he does is hand off the ball that that's so that, frustrating to no me. <laughs> you can't do that yes <laughs> i, yeah. I want to see him throw the ball you know let him get into a little bit of a rhythm i'm not saying run up the score but you got to mm-hmm. let him throw a few passes get used to defenses the speed of the game stuff like that um but seeing a backup go in and just hand off the ball 10 times to, to run out the clock R- yeah. it really gets on my nerves um, it's a waste of time <laughs> yeah but i i do understand it because they don't want to Sark doesn't want to look like he's trying to run up the score, even though I don't think fans would care. I, I know the other team mm-hmm. would care, but fans wouldn't care. Um, that, that's just one of my pet peeves. So I had to get that out.
0: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. If if that was the plan, if Charles Wright was to go in and he just passed the ball or just handed the ball off, I would be saying the same exact thing with a little different nuance. I would be like, why aren't you letting him throw the ball um, <laughs> yeah. You know, at the end of the game? Because – and like you said, it's it's a tough, um, you know, thing because you you can't look like you're trying to run the score up. But at some point, Charles Wright needs some reps, um, I would think. It, we already have two somewhat injured quarterbacks here. Charles Wright is the next man up. Um, I'd love to just see him get some reps. They don't have to be crazy deep shots, but even just to get him in some sort of rhythm. Um, a short passing game is, is – you know, gonna net you just as many yards as a good running game. So, and Texas was able to run all night long, um, especially in the second half. So, I I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. And it wouldn't really look like running up the score if your third-string quarterback is kind of throwing quick slants and, you know, short in-routes and out-routes and such. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of weird. Um, But, you know, Sark obviously knows way more than both of us. So maybe he just wanted Hudson Card to kind of um, stay in the game and um, get more reps for himself because, uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Malik Murphy will be back soon and Charles Wright won't be the third-string quarterback anyways. So um, there's just a lot of things that I'm sure Sark uh, thought about that he just uh, decided not to do that. I thought I thought that was kind of – um, a little shocking for me, and I wish we did see a little bit of Charles Wright.
1: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, one, one other thing that I, I think we should talk about from last game is um, obviously overshone with the targeting. Yes, um, right. That was disappointing because the, that was probably the worst targeting call I've ever seen in my life. No,
0: uh, it, honestly, it has because there.
1: No, 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 you're fine. Uh, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a technique tackle. I mean, it's how, you keep your head up, you wrap up. That's how you're taught to tackle. Um, obviously, contact with helmets, but it's more face mask than helmet. I, I really hope the league office overturns it so we can get him back in the first half um, because that, that is a very big part of our defense. Um, if we don't get him back, though, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Um, but yeah, that that would be a that'd be a pretty big loss, especially going into a hostile environment like Lubbock uh, to start off conference play.
0: Sorry, Longhorn Nation, there was a little bit of technical difficulties on my end. Um, you just heard Michael talk about Marvin Overshown. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't think Marvin Overshown was um, going to be a huge deal as a loss in the first half, but he is the leader of this team, and like we said. We kind of need Texas to get out to a, to a nice start and kind of minimize these running backs. So not having our star player on defense and our star linebacker, really, um, in the run game, too, is going to be tough for Texas. So hopefully, Sark can get um, these Big 12 officials to overrule this um, because it's honestly just a terrible, terrible call. Um, DeMarvin Overshown is six 6'4". Um, it's not his fault that the quarterback he's tackling is six foot tall and uh, their face masks hit while he was wrapping him up. Um, I think it's kind of a ridiculous call and hopefully the big 12 officials use their common sense and
1: kind of see it the same way. Yeah. it it In that point of the game where it, we stopped him on third down with a sack. Um, luckily lead to, um, I don't, I don't believe it led to any points. Uh, maybe if anything, a field goal, um, but mm-hmm. it, it was just a terrible call for that spot in the game. And, and hopefully they correct it this week. Um, we don't really know when they'll get their appeal, you know, back, whether it was, a, um, but, but hopefully it's corrected and, and all things are right in the world again, come Saturday.
0: Yeah, yeah honestly, I mean, like we keep saying it, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. If it was against Oklahoma, I'd be way, way more adamant on getting. This <laughs> yeah. Appeal. Um, fact that it's against Texas tech, which might be dangerous, but the fact that it's against Texas tech, it's like, hopefully it gets appealed, but it's only a half. Texas should win with or without Marvin Overshone. Um, we think they can win with or without Quinn Ewers. And I'll tell you what quarterback is a much more important position to winning football games than, uh, than a linebacker so uh yep. if we think that i think um i think texas should be just just fine um so but um i think that might do it for our for our uh, you know preview on on week four do you have any any parting shots or anything that that we missed from last week or looking into next week
1: um not much on the games. Um, Jalen Hill is supposed to commit tomorrow. Um, so this, our pod Great. should come out tomorrow morning and he's committing at noon or noon or like 1230 or something. Um, it, it's kind of up in the air with where he's going to go. Um, some yeah. people think Bama, some people think Texas. Um, it really just seems like it's down to Alabama or Texas. I think Georgia's in his top three, but they're not really in it. Um, so it's, it's gonna be interesting, obviously it'd be great to get him. He's an elite wide receiver um, on the outside bigger frame um, that would pair well with jante and uh, ryan Niblett. um but we already have jonah will bigger body receiver as well so um it it's it's gonna be interesting to see if he commits if he does obviously we have a long ways to go till signing day, um which is the same with all these other guys as well but but um, it'd be a big pickup um, on the offensive side of the ball, bring in four wide receivers this class, um, especially when we haven't brought in many for the past few years. Yeah. Um, so kind of restocking our wide receiver room would be good. Um, it, yeah. uh, help Arch Manning and even Quinn Ewers over the next couple years um, dominate through the air.
0: Yeah, and you know what? We see so many of these guys in the past go to places like Ohio State in alabama like the jalen waddle the jackson smith ninja and, Nj- and jig buzz the garrett wilson's of the world the it cd lambs awesome. <laughs> cd lambs yes going to oklahoma um it would be awesome to just see texas keep these guys home you know yep. um obviously we lose out on evan stewart but even he stayed home at texas a&m which hopefully uh hopefully he finds the portal himself next Next off season,
1: but, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
0: that's that's for off season talk when we're a little slow. All right now we can't get into that. Um, yeah, no, it would be great to see these talented wide receivers come back to Texas or stay in Texas. I is a better way to put it. Um, and like you said, it's going to help. Um, Texas is going to have a champ. And this seems a little crazy to say, but not really. They're going to be in a championship window from next season all the way until. Arch Manning decides he needs to go to the NFL and um, maybe even beyond that, depending on how recruiting and, and things. But um, with talents like Quinn Ewers and Arch Manning, that is a championship window. Um, having elite quarterbacks is, um, is how you win championships in, in any level of football. So um, yeah, Texas just needs to keep surrounding these guys with, as much talent as possible and a great way to do that is collecting four of the best wide receivers in the state of Texas.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And and like you said, if our championship window so to speak is probably for the next five, five ish years. Um, Obviously it depends on recruiting and how, how some of these um, recruits pan out. Um, but, you know, um, but, no, uh, I believe in Sark. These players believe in Sark. These recruits believe in Sark. And, you know, it, it's kind of coming to fruition in front of our eyes, you know, like, like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the game against UTSA last year, I don't know if this team, if Texas wins that game. Um, mm-hmm. So already right. seeing that development and that belief and that, that willpower to, to fight your way back into a game. Um, and, and it wasn't like we created these problems ourselves. Uh, it was a good onside kick call. And in a good trick play that put them up by 10 points, it's not like we were throwing interceptions and fumbling the ball. It it was just good plays by UTSA that, that kind of took that lead Um, and not getting our head down and fighting back in and and then finishing the game 31 to three. We can already, we can already see it starting to pay the vision of, you know, this team's good and we can compete now. (laughs) Uh, So if we just compete, keep competing the way we have been, um, I think we're going to end up in Dallas at the end of the year. And, you know, if we have a really, really good season, um, we may be fighting for one of the last four spots in the college football playoff.
0: Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, That at the beginning of the pod, but Texas has a long way to go, but there is a clear and obvious path to college football playoff. Um, I think a big 12 winner makes it there. Um, Unless USC goes undefeated in the PAC 12, um, and the Big Ten, I think only one team is making it out of there this year. Um, between probably Michigan and Ohio State, maybe Penn State. I don't think they have. A- um, yeah, I mean there is an open path for Texas to make the. Uh, they just have to beat. Uh, have to take care of business. Uh, I'd be surprised if they were favored against anyone except for. I'm I'm sorry. I, I underdogs against anyone except for maybe, um, Oklahoma state, which it's in Stillwater, um, which I will be at that game actually. And then, um, maybe the Oklahoma game as well. Um, obviously always at the cotton bowl. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, we, we've seen it all over, um, when Texas to win out, um, that's FPI though. Um, you know, we'll, right. we'll see what Vegas thinks uh, when the games get here. Um, yes, I, exactly. I, I, think, I think the OU game is going to be pretty close. I'd say probably two and a half would be the spread, if that. Um, I, I o- could see. And then Oklahoma State, you know, I I think we may be favored by a field goal or so. It, it's going to be really mm-hmm. close, and it especially depends on how Oklahoma State um, and, and Texas play up to that game, obviously. But, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if we are favored. The, all the way out um, maybe yep. outside of the Oklahoma game uh, but again we'll have to see how Texas and, and Oklahoma and, and the other teams point when when we meet
0: absolutely no I couldn't agree more um, and I could even see you said point, point and a half Oklahoma could be a pick'em. um yeah, yeah site so but you know that's uh um neither here nor there right now so let's wait and see um all right, I think uh, I think that'll do it for us this week. Um, One last thing. Make sure. Oh yes, absolutely. Predictions. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I not forget about this. Uh, let me pull up mine while you give yours.
1: Yeah. Pulling up UTSA games. so I don't misread the score. Um, but last week, I um, changed my score to have Texas winning wow. 28-17. Um, and actually, Texas won 41-20, so I wasn't off <laughs> it. And then we just looked really good in the second half. Um, this week, I my original prediction uh, for Texas Tech game was 38-27 Texas. Again, I, I feel like my original prediction was kind of low on the Texas Tech offense because going into the season, I, I was pretty high on their offense. I thought it was going to be very high scoring. Mm-hmm. And and like we've seen before where they have a really good offense but really bad defense, um, now I kind of eh and their offense is not that good. Um, so yeah. I, I think we keep the trend of keeping teams below 20 or or at or below 20 Um, I have Texas winning with my updated prediction uh, 35 to 20. Um, I I think Texas tech has a late score, a garbage time score to to pull a little bit closer, but they are going to kind of control this game from start and, and kind of where they belong, which is at the bottom of the (laughs) Big 12.
0: Yeah, I like it. Um, So last week, um, before we remade our predictions, I had Texas winning against UTSA 52-24. to I changed those um, after Quinn Ewers was hurt. I changed it to 31-24. Um, but, you know, the Texas offense kind of um, still played well. Um, this week I have – originally I had um, Texas winning 40 40- Like you said, I think this Texas defense is a lot better um, than we thought, and I think this Texas Tech offense is worse than we thought going into the year. Um, I'm going to keep, keep that 42 number for Texas. Um, I think it's going to be 42 to. I really, I do not like this Texas Tech offense at all, and I could see Texas kind of handling them, um, you know, pretty easily. Especially the the defense kind of found found it in the second half of UTSA. I think they after a little bit of a hangover against Alabama in the first half
1: against UTSA. One thing. As long as Texas wins by double yep. digits, I, I'm going to be happy. I, I did my, my prediction from last week. My original prediction was 42-20, and Texas won 41-20. So I, I should have just stuck with what oh, I had. should have just uh, stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's all right. Uh, I, I'm still happy we got the win and, and you know, won convincingly. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited for this week, but man, it, it's going to be, it's going to be drawn out just because we don't know who's going to start at quarterback, but, but uh, mm-hmm. come Saturday at two 30, man, I'm going to be ready to go.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I am excited. Um, all right. Uh, I think that does it for this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. Make you if if you're subscribed, thank you. Great. Um, make sure to look out for Friday when our uh, drops. Um, that one's just a quick, 15 minute one. I just give my picks and uh, and we get out of there pretty quickly. Um, so make sure to look for that. Um, if you're subscribed but you haven't rated us yet, please rate us five stars. Um, it helps us. And more important than that, please tell your friends and family about us. Um, So, you know, like I said before, we can continue to grow and kind of, uh, you know, have more fun with this thing. Uh, The better DM us um, any, anything, questions, comments, concerns at Texas talk underscore on Twitter. Um, So yeah, we're pretty good about um, replying to DMs. So if you DM us, you will get a reply back. So um, make sure to do that. Um, how about
1: how about this? Uh, we'll we'll throw something out there that d- uh, during the bye week, DM, and for the bye week, we'll just do a mailbag. Um, we'll kind of stock all your questions, um, so we'll have, have a big pile of you know, we'll answer answer them all on the bye week when when it's going to be a little bit slower. Um, but I, I think that'll be fun, and and hopefully, you have a lot of questions for us to answer.
0: Yeah, that is a great idea, Michael um yeah we we, let's definitely do that um so i'll send out a tweet um asking for questions and uh like michael said we'll kind of stockpile them but if you have any before you see that tweet or if you miss it um just hit up hit us up um through the dms um all right i think um that'll do it for us this week thank you all for listening and as always welcome
1: Hook them.